Right, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. My, my name is Dave Everett. My wife, Sherry, is joining us. And we're going to be continuing our Bible study tonight on the Believer's Authority. We're going to be in Chapter 17 tonight. And so, just so you know, all of our teachings and Bible studies are archived on our website at lighthousediscipleship.org, as well as our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And uh, in case you want, uh, we, are, we also want to say thank you to those who have partnered with us with your tithes and your offerings. In case you're wondering how to do so, you can simply go to our website at lighthouseception.org. Go to our give page and you can give from anywhere in the world. If you'd rather send us a check, you can make your checks payable to Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And on the bottom, every web page on our, on our website is our mailing address. And if you're in the United States, we just want to let you know that all your tax donations are tax deductible, as we are a 501c3 church. All that said, uh, we're going to be, like I said, in chapter 17 tonight, we're talking about the Believer's Authority uh, by Andrew Womack. He's the author. And we are in chapter 17. We still got about 10 more chapters to go, including this one. And so uh, the title of this chapter is The Devil Will Flee From You. We've been talking about a lot of different things lately. We've been defining what authority is, what authority is not. <coughs> Maybe we've been talking a lot about prayer and revival and how that relates to our authority. Because if we don't understand what authority we have, what authority we don't have, then when we come to prayer, you know, we could be missing the mark. And, and um, with that, those prayer, we're trying to get God to do something he's told us to do. Uh, and so we've been talking a lot about things of that nature. Um, and then now we're talking about how the devil will flee from you. And so, uh, we'll, we'll let uh, Andrew teach it. Uh, and Sherry's going to be our narrator, and we'll talk about it, and then uh, we'll go from there. So, anyway, anything you want to share at the beginning? Yes, I just want to piggyback on some things Dave said this morning in his message that really goes along with Believer's Authority. He, he made the statement that we are to identify with both Jesus' death and his resurrection. Without those, there would be no salvation. Jesus, and without those, we have no authority. And without those, we have no authority. So, yes, we do need to know who we are in Christ, but also realize that our old nature, our old man, has been uh, dead and buried with with Jesus, but we are resurrected in new life, our new, crea uh, our new creation, our new creature, as it says in 2 Corinthians, we are to identify with Christ in his resurrection. In his resurrection, he stomped on the, the devil. He defeated Satan at the cross. He, he took the back the keys of the kingdom. He, he took back our authority and gave it to us. We are, and I'll do a tidbit for, for the next Sunday's message Dave mentioned that we are going to be talking about how we identify with being seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that's exciting to me because we can talk about uh, rebuking the devil all we want, but he's not going to flee from us if we don't realize who we are in Christ. And that goes with Dave's Sunday message uh, that he started, his series that he started last week about the essence of redemption. We need to know who we are, that we identify with Jesus in his death, with his resurrection, and with him uh, seated in heavenly places. And he also made the comment that we are to start living like who we are, start acting like who we are. And we are accepted in the beloved. We are adopted into the kingdom, into the family of God, and that all... Uh, just fits so nicely with Andrew's teaching because we do need to see and know and act like who we are in Christ. Not our old defeated self, not someone who's wrestling with the devil, but that we, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to quote a verse in the first part as not coming to mind but it doesn't just say uh resist the devil and he will flee there's a first part to the verse that that says we are to submit to god submit to god's word submit to what jesus did at the cross and realize who we are in christ 
Yeah, I think of her, I think, I think in the last verse of Sherry is quoting, uh, submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee, and I know we're going to get into that scripture today. But, uh, you know, if a police officer does not submit to the organization, the city, who has commissioned them to be a police officer, who has given them the badge, who has sworn them into off, into office into, as an officer, if they don't submit to that authority, so a police officer is under a higher authority, and you know they, they can lose the badge. If they have lose the badge, they have no authority, and so uh, they have to submit to their boss or to their commanding officers, and from there they have authority to resist the devil, resist crime. They are a peace officer, but they are also a law enforcement officer, and they have authority because they submit to the badge. They submit to Authority. Everybody's under authority. Even God honors his own word above his name. And so God has, has sworn to himself and many and to his promises and whatnot. So anyway, I, I don't want to get into a rabbit trail with all those different thoughts. But just uh, uh, we're going to be talking about the devil will flee from you. So I'd like to get into the lesson and, let, and then we'll continue our conversation from there. So. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. God has given us power and authority over the devil. Then Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Luke 9, 1. God gave us power and authority over all devils, and all means all. There are no demons excluded from this. I met people constantly who say, well, the devil is doing this to me and the devil is doing that. If you know that the devil is your problem, then you can solve that problem by believing God's word and exercising your authority instead of going around saying, oh God, please get the devil off my back. Oh Lord, the devil is trying to cause me to do this. You aren't going to get freed from Satan's harassment by praying and asking God to remove the devil. As we just saw, that power and authority has been given to you. This first verse doesn't say that he will flee from God. He'll flee from you. It's God's power, but that power is in you. God himself isn't going to come down and make the devil flee from you. You have to resist the devil. So let me comment on that, comment on that in the beginning. There's a lot being said here, even thinking back what Sherry said a minute ago. We submit to God and then resist the devil. He'll flee from us. You know, and I'm with Andrew. You know, a lot of people have, I've heard a lot of people through the years say, the devil's doing this, and the devil's doing that, and the devil's doing this, and the devil's doing that. I feel like we're doing hokey pokey. But at the same point in time, you know, uh, as, I, as if they believe more in the devil than they do God. And so, uh, you know, they're giving the devil uh, more allegiance and more credibility, and they're, they're speaking more. They have, they're... And they're fearing the devil more than they fear the Lord. <coughs> in other words, they're respecting the devil. And, and I know they wouldn't say it in those words, but, you know, preach Jesus, you know. And, and then at the same point in time, I just, his point is, don't go to God to, 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 to deal with the devil. No, God gave you authority to resist the devil and help lead. It's your job. That is your responsibility. That is what you have been commissioned to do. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Prerequisite to, uh, I mean, uh, prerequisite of that is submitting to God, which we've already covered. But, you know, it's our job to resist the devil. And, you know, we are in a spiritual warfare, and we're not supposed to be spiritual cowards. And I know I don't want to say that to be offensive. The devil's the one that is a coward. That's our next section here. But, it's your job to resist the devil and he will flee. You have authority. If you know the devil's doing this and the devil's doing that, then deal with it. That's your job. Okay? Don't. It's not going to your pastor. It's not going to God and asking him to asking God to deal with something that you don't need to deal with. That's like a police officer going to Sergeant. Sergeant, the people are speeding on the road. or Sergeant, the people are robbing the bank. Well, you go deal with it, okay? An officer sworn to put their life on the line, you know? They 
not only can they be lose the badge if they don't enforce the law, in some cases they can actually be criminated. They could actually be put in jail and file charges against them because they didn't uphold what they are responsible to do, be a law enforcement officer. And so, you know, we resist the devil, hopefully. We have authority. God's given us that authority. And just like one police officer has all the whole police force behind that police officer's back. You shoot a cop, the whole force will come after you. Okay? You deal with one, but it's kind of like the three musketeers, one for all, all for one. And so, you got all of heaven's back. You got all of heaven's back. Uh, you got God's word. The devil must flee. Because he is subdued. And we're going to get into this next Sunday where we're talking about our, our redemption. And through our redemption, we can know that we are sealed with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's going to be a powerful message. But anyway, I don't want to preach next Sunday's message right now. But anyway. And you know, I, we're not saying, and Andrew's not saying that there is no devil. What we're saying is he's not the... It's a war. It, it, it is a, a war, and we are, we are saying that. He's a real being. But what we and a, what a lot of Christians have the misconception is that Satan is all-powerful and that he's going to destroy them and he's out to get them. And yes, he's out to get you, uh, but he's only... Like Andrew said in, in the earlier section, he only has the power over you that you allow. If you say and believe that he is um, is destroying your life, you're and you're not doing any resisting. And if you're not fighting back with God's word, then yes, he's going to trample on you. But Jesus is greater. There is no one greater than the Son of God. And he triumphed. He rose from the grave. He won the war already. He took, I mean, he defeated Satan. I mean, if you go back to the to the garden when Adam and Eve sinned and fell and God had to expel them out of the garden, uh, he, you know, he, he had to give, I mean, they, they had to get consequences for their actions. But God told the devil that there would be a, uh, a, I'm, I'm not looking it up, so I'm trying to make sure I'm not using the, the wrong terminology, but he basically told Satan that someone was going to come and trample on his head, and that was Jesus. Jesus won. You know, someone uh, was having a conversation, and I, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Andrew or a different Bible teacher. No, actually, I think it was Arthur Menchez. Someone was saying how, how great this evil spirit was, or that evil spirit. And he said, it's not great. That spirit isn't, that evil spirit isn't greater than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the greatest spirit of them all. We have given more praise if you, if that's the right word uh to satan and and the the the, the evil demons and uh, give alluded that they have more power and are great and powerful and all this but in reality god is greater jesus is greater the holy spirit is greater and god told us to resist the devil and he'll flee. That means we're greater than Satan. But we've been deceived. That we've been lied to. We've been taught wrong. And when we believe and we... You know, I, t I told Dave that this redemption series that he's been speaking on Sunday mornings needs to be taught like every year. We, we tend to gloss over the fact of what a, a great salvation we have, what redemption truly means, and yet we're so hung up on Satan doing this and that to us, when in reality, our redemption placed us in heavenly places with Christ. 
We have the victory because of Jesus Christ. He's overcome the world. He's overcome Satan. And he's adopted us into his family. We are uh, kings and priests. We have the authority that, that God gave us. We're not defeated. We are overcomers. We are victorious in Jesus Christ. If we're going to walk around defeated and say, woe is me, Satan's coming after me, but that's all our focus is on, we're wrong. Our focus should be on Jesus Christ and him crucified and not just crucified. He died and rose again. He, he resurrected from the dead that same Holy Spirit that raised the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Jesus Christ himself, his Holy Spirit, lives in us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. We should be walking around victorious and not with our head hanging down. And woe is me. But we should be rejoicing the live long day and basically just... Flicking Satan, I mean, he's nothing compared to Jesus Christ. And yet Christians give him so much uh, honor almost in saying how powerful and, and big and he's getting them. And our focus is wrong when we do that. And, you know, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm getting on people's cases, but who, who is victorious here? It's us because of Jesus Christ. We should, we, should, we should be laughing in the face of the enemy. My dear Lord, hand victory in Jesus. We should be singing that song. Anyway, uh, it's really about Satan is a coward. Resist means to actively fight against. Resisted, resistance is active. You have to stir yourself up and get mad in the godly sense. The godly use, use of anger is to be mad at the devil, mad at sickness, mad at disease, and mad at poverty. You have to stir yourself up. You can't just tolerate it. As long as you can tolerate something, you will. But when you get to the place where you say, I've had it, enough is enough, this is it, and you rise up with godly anger and faith to exercise your authority, a positive spiritual dynamic is released. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you put your foot down and resist the devil, he flees from you. For more information, um, uh, Andrew just has a little blurb in here about uh, that he has a teaching on anger management, um, which teaches about the godly use of anger, if anyone's interested. At heart, Satan is a coward. He really is. He's just a bully intimidating, yelling, and threatening. Even though he says all these things, the truth is he's a coward. If you've ever been around a bully, you'll know that they're always trying to take advantage of other people, manipulating and controlling them. As a boy, I learned that if you stand up to a bully, they'll respect you and leave you alone. You might lose a battle and get beat up, but you'll only fight once. After that, they'll respect you and leave you alone. At heart, a bully doesn't really want to fight. They just want to intimidate and control. If they realize that you're going to stand up and fight every time they come around and try to do something to you, they'll back down. Even if they win the fight, they don't want to put forth that much effort. That's the way Satan is. When you get angry and resist the devil, he's just like a bully. The moment he knows that it's going to cost him something, that you're going to stand there toe-to-toe -to -toe in the name of Jesus and go at it with him, Satan will flee from you. But you must resist. You know, something came to my mind. I mean, I was bullied in high school. I mean, junior high, excuse me. Uh, but uh, I had, there was a, it was a group of bullies. And uh, I had a hard time standing up against them, but I did stand up against them and backfired. But I understand the principle because I have understood this for many. I was supposed to say, if you stand up against the bully, they will back down. Um, how, you know, but why would he, uh, Sherry was reading this, you know, I was thinking of our puppy, our dog. Um, 
you know, we sometimes throughout the day will say, no, 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 don't do this, don't do that. Uh, not like we're trying to nag at her, but she's learning, and uh, there's certain things we don't want her to do or destroy or whatever the case may be. But she also knows me, and uh, I'm kind of like the bad cop. Sherry's like, kind of like the good cop. And, uh, but the dog knows if I get up out of my chair from my desk, uh, it's over. She's either going outside, she may go to the crate, uh, the dog house, uh, or she, you know, uh, but it's going to be over. I'm not going to abuse her, I'm not going to hurt her, but enough is enough. And a lot of times she would just instantly submit. Uh, she'll just lay down and submit. Uh, she's in a submissive role. Anyone who has a dog understands what that I'm talking about. And so, you know, and then that, what I'm trying to do is paint a picture of resisting. Resisting means to actually fight against. Now, I'm not fighting with my dog, but I'm also showing her who's pack leader, who's, who's in charge, and enough is enough, you know. If she's not going to listen to mama dog, she's going to listen to papa dog. You know, not that mama dog doesn't have the same authority I do, she does. Uh, I just have exercised mine more, and she knows that. She knows there's no, I'm not going to put up with it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, she loves us both. She wants to be with us both. If one of us leaves, she'll whine. She likes us both. But she also knows she might give in a little more. I'm not going to give in. And so, and I'm not trying to pick on either one of us or even our dog. I'm trying to make an example that our dog knows who's boss. Our dog knows when she's crossed the line. Um, <coughs> and with any pet or even any parenting, consistency is key. And, you know, the devil just thinks that you are just going to be a pushover. He's going to keep pushing. But if you actually fight enough, it's enough. He is a coward. He will back down. Okay? But if you take tomorrow off, if you get mad today, but the rest of the week you just let him have your way, he will, he, he'll know that. He'll come back tomorrow. He'll come back again. But if you keep fighting against, fighting against, fighting against, he will <coughs> he will leave you alone in that, that area. You know? There's certain areas where our puppy just will not do it anymore because she's like, hey, every time I do this, I get in trouble, so it's not even worth it anymore. Uh, and so, but then there's other areas where we've been too lenient. And she's like, oh, maybe you don't get, let me get away with it because sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. Well, she knows. She's a smart puppy. She knows when we are going to put our foot down, and she also knows when she may be able to get her way. That's because we haven't resisted. And, uh, and so, again, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about puppy training here. I'm, also, I'm talking to you as an example. The devil is a coward. Okay, we have authority. The devil does not have authority. He wants to deceive us into thinking that he does, but he does not have authority. And we have authority to, and I like this term, you know, this definition for resist means to actually fight against. And some things you have to actively fight against. It's not just automatic. Okay? Parenting is not automatic. Being a mentor or a coach of any sport is not automatic. Being a boss, you have to, it's not automatic. Okay? Everybody wants to be a lovely boss. I think everyone wants to be a lovely boss. I had some non-lovely bosses out there through the years. But, you know, so even some of the non-lovely bosses, they got respect because they, they, they told me who was boss, and I had to respect that. I might not always like them, I might not always agree with them, but they got my respect. And so, um, you know, and so it just uh, anyway, uh, I could go on late with that. But we have to actually fight. fight. It's a fight. It's a war. I keep saying that. It's a fight of faith. Okay, a fight is not easy. This is not a sock war. This is the fight of your life. And we have authority to resist the devil and he will flee because he is a coward. You know, we can all fall into the trap of listening to Satan's lies and believing them. His greatest weapon is deception. And he will tell you all sorts of horrible things and you know we just human nature 
we are so apt to believe him and he will say things just horrible things you're alone you're a loser you're uh you suck you're worthless nobody likes you everyone hates you you need to go eat worms i mean it, whatever it is to get you oh you're going through that sickness i mean just really think about your symptoms but but all basically all he does is get us to focus on his lies and not focus on the word of god we take satan's words to heart his his lies we take them to heart and believe them and yet god's word which is our greatest weapon our greatest use of authority god shows over and over and over in his word that he's with us we're not alone we are kings and priests we're accepted in the beloved we are the king's kids we're adopted god chose us he loves us he died for us and yet we believe satan's lies instead of god's word dave even quoted a verse that god honors uh his word above his name and yet we think satan's words uh uh and and satan's power is, is mightier than than god and god's word and yet if we truly believed what god tells about us we would we would just i mean the the devil has no chance you know when jesus was tempted satan used words to to try and deceive christ and get him to bow down to him and yet jesus didn't pick up a physical sword he didn't use his fist he quoted god's word back at the devil and he believed what god said when god said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased jesus didn't have to be uh to to give into insecurity he didn't have to believe the lies of the devil because he knew who he was in uh that he was god's son and that god's word was was truth and you know sometimes i i really think satan is so stupid that to, to really drive those lies on on jesus when he was uh in the wilderness but god has equipped us we have this whole book of god's word we have the truth we have so many verses just behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of god we are loved when satan comes against us that we're alone or stupid god loves us so much and you know you are of god little children and help overcome them because he who is in you is greater who is in the world satan might be called god of this world or god of this age little g not capital g but i mean and i just uh read first john uh four four we have overcome them because jesus christ in us is greater uh, than the stupid devil and i know i might sound like i'm getting mad at you or, or getting mad i am frustrated that we and i can point fingers at me too have believed the lies of the devil and acted like we're the defeated ones when instead we are the overcomers we are the victorious ones in christ and we are to stand up with the authority that christ gave us and and identify with jesus death burial and resurrection identify ourselves with who god says we are and not what the devil says amen let's read the next uh uh, section that says, Dear Devil, in quotes. 
saying, Dear devil, please leave me alone, is not resisting. My friends and I were ministering a deliverance once to a woman who had sold her soul to the devil. Satan had led her to do a despicable act involving other people's bodily secretions, among other things, in establishing these demonic packs. We instructed her that she needed to address the devil and take back the place she had given him. We told her she needed to do this by speaking directly to Satan and renouncing him. So we knelt around a coffee table and started praying. Then we said, now you speak to the devil. This woman said, dear devil. We had to stop her right there and say, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't resisting the devil. You don't resist the devil by saying, dear devil, please leave me alone. You must resist the devil. God gave you power and authority and you have to activate it by stirring yourself up, becoming violently resolved, Matthew eleven twelve. And just putting your spiritual foot down by saying, Satan, get out of my life. You might be thinking, but Andrew, I'm just not the assertive type. The only other option is to suffer. That's just the way it works. God isn't going to rebuke the devil for you. You have to stand up and resist him. And if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. God gave you this authority and you can't beg him to do what he's told you to do. It won't work. Kenneth E. Hagen used to tell the story of how one time the Lord appeared to him and was giving him instructions. As Jesus was speaking, a little devil started running, jumping, and yelling in between them. Kenneth tried to pay attention and look around this demon, but he couldn't really focus on what the Lord was saying. He wondered why God was allowing this to go on. Finally, Kenneth had become so upset over this that he declared, In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave. And this little demon took off and was gone. The Lord looked at Kenneth and said, If you hadn't have done that, I couldn't. You know, God, again, God's given us authority. Um, he's not going to do something he's told us to do. At the same point in time, you know, when, we, when we're trying to resist the devil, we do not need to be polite to the devil. No, it's not, we don't pray a prayer, Dear devil, please leave me alone. No, you need to get mad. You need to get angry with the righteous anger. You know, and I like how he says it here. Uh, I know my version of her, uh, the book is a little different than what Sherry read. But it's pretty close. And he says, uh, um, excuse me, I need to find it again. Um, Bear with me one second. Um, you, might, you might be thinking, but Andrew, I'm not the assertive type. Well, then suffer, because that's the way it works. You know, there's some... <coughs> God has given us all the ability to be assertive when we need to be. Whether that's parenting, whether that's with a good friend, a loved one, a spouse... There's times where we had to be assertive with each other. Okay? It doesn't go so well when we're both being assertive at the same time. But at the same point in time, my point is, there's a time to be assertive in love, but it's being assertive. You know, if a, if a child is going to cross the road and a, a child is going to put themselves in danger, you cannot be non-assertive about that. Because if you're not going to be assertive about a child putting themselves in danger... Then, in my in my opinion, you're a wicked person. <laughs> you know, you there's a, there are, there's a place and a time to be angry and be assertive. Okay, um, and and one of those places is resisting the devil. Now, I don't need to spend all day resisting the devil. You know, I don't need to spend all day going into spiritual warfare and doing that. Okay, God give me authority. You know. Uh, anyway, I was going to go somewhere and choose not to. Um, you know, we can resist the devil and he will flee. Enough is enough. God's given us authority. I don't need the, the devil to waste my time. Okay, it's not wasting my time to resist the devil. But I need to get back to walk, being about my father's business. I resist the devil and he will flee. I don't need to spend all day doing that. Okay. 
Just like a cop, you know, when they're going to apprehend a bank robbery, they don't need to take all day. I understand sometimes there's a standoff, but we don't have to have a standoff with the devil. We have authority in the name of Jesus to bring it, it bring a resolve to that situation. And so we have that authority. And, uh, and if, there's, if there's a standoff of being, you know, we can get religious about some of this stuff. And a lot of people have gotten religious with this resisting the devil. You know, we have authority. You know, I'm not going to take all day getting my dog to be submissive. I understand there's, a, there's, there's training. There's training a child. There's training a dog. There's training an athlete. There's training, and I understand that takes time. But that dog's going to be submissive, or we're going to go out. She's going to go outside, or she's going to, not her, the dog. <laughs> the dog is going to go outside, or she's going to go in her doghouse. And so, um, you know, until uh, she learns. And so... Uh, you know, if we have to do this multiple times, we'll do this multiple times until we she gets it. You know what? Daddy doesn't want that. And so... And it's not going to be a, oh, please, dog, please, please stop. Don't do that. No, it's going to... I mean, sometimes... It won't work. It's, yeah, it's not going to work. They're going to be like, oh, but you know, that tone of voice, you're just going to let me keep doing it. Sometimes all it takes is a no... And sometimes, like Dave said, we get up and the dog goes out or, or in, in a timeout or something. She needs to know it's not acceptable. Granted, with a dog or if one of us needs to correct uh, each other, it's going to be in, in love. It's not going to be mean. It might be assertive. It might be assertive. There's been times when one or the other of us has been... Uh, having a pity party and listening to the lies of the devil and the other one of us in love has to be firm and say no God's word says this and um, you know that that's that's different than what Andrew and Dave and I are talking about in resisting the devil we aren't to be nice to the devil we are to basically stand up to the enemy and say no this place that I am in is we we fight from a place of victory Jesus Christ already won the battle so figuratively we are we are standing on the mountaintop with our flag saying this you know this land this me uh, I belong to Jesus Christ. You cannot come and capture my flag because this is conquered in the name of Jesus. Let me give you another example real quick. I'll cut you off. No, go ahead. You know, if someone came in to attack my wife, uh, whether it be in public or especially in this house, we had a home invasion, I am not going to be polite to that intruder. I'm not going to be polite to that one causing uh, mischief and harm. I'm going to do whatever I have to, even if I have to put my life on the line, to bring a solution to that situation. I'm not, it's not, it's not going to be a polite conversation, and, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to stand up f firmly. It's, it's going to be more than assertive if someone uh, does that. The devil is, uh, is, is an enemy, and I don't have to be polite to the devil. Okay, I need to be mindful polite to one another. You know, uh, and what we we to wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality and power. At the same point in time, if you know, we've had times rare, but I've had times where while we're walking the dog, another dog attacks our dog. I don't have to be nice to that dog. Okay, I, I there've been times. I, there was one time years ago, uh, I had two pit bulls coming after my dog. I got my belt out and I was attacking those dogs. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and I was protect, uh, protecting myself too, but I was not going to let those two pit bulls go, you know, uh, mow my dog. Yeah, mow my dog, I think that's what. And so, you know, I was doing everything I had to aggressively to defend and protect my, my, my dog, my family. There was one time I, I, I wear hernies. I can't sleep. I can't hear anything when they're off. I can't, I, I don't sleep with them on. But we were living in a house in Yukaipo years a few years back, and 
It was it was in the morning, but Sherry had been walking with our, our dog, not a dog we have now. But I, I was w- woken up in the morning, and I heard this dog barking. Now, I don't normally hear dogs barking. I believe the Holy Spirit was the one that woke me up. And I saw what was going down. <coughs> Two houses down, my wife and dog were cornered by this other neighbor's dog that got out of the yard. And so I rushed down real quick, didn't even put my hearing aids on. And I, I grabbed our water hose, and I squirted that dog back into its hole, you know. And I, I, took, I, took, uh, I took charge. And, you know, you don't come, I don't care who you are. You're not going to attack my dog and my family, my wife. And so, and, you know, we, we, we called animal control and the police, and we dealt with that. And we got that rectified so it didn't happen again. But I took charge, you know. And, I mean, it, it was just instinct that I grabbed the water hose and squirted that dog back, you know. And uh, luckily we had it, and, you know, so it worked out, you know. The point is, I'm trying to make it again here, is that we don't have to be polite to the devil, Okay, um, I also am not going to spend all day rebuking him. You know, I rebuke him and he's gone. You know, and if I have to, I'll rebuke him again. But you know, <laughs> I don't see Jesus spending all day rebuking, casting out demons. It was, let's get to the point. Let's get, let's get, let's get on with it, and we're going to move back to our program and what God has called us to do. And you know. Jesus is a great example. Like Dave said, he didn't spend all day long rebuking the devil. Yes, he cast out demons. It's all through the four gospels. But what it what the four gospels does say over and over in different places is that Jesus spent time with the Father. His focus is was on what the Father did, what the Father said, so that Jesus could do likewise. He didn't focus on what the enemy was doing to to just focus on on that and rebuke him. No, like David said, he went about his father's business. His focus was on what God said, what God told him to do, what who God said he was. And that was part that's part of our resisting the devil. We're to focus on Christ. On what he did and focus on his word and and all he's done and yes we're to resist the devil it clearly says in God's word submit to God and resist the devil yes so we're not saying completely ignore or don't pay attention to the devil but our focus shouldn't be on devil leave me alone devil leave me alone stop it no it's it is hey you stop it god's word says this i'm gonna glorify god you know dave shared in in times past this testimony of we had a lady in bible study who said about once a month she would wake up and not be able to sleep because and she would just wrestle with with the devil and but she did everything her church taught her to do or how she was taught, um, and it, it just it kept happening, and she just she kept focusing on the devil. Hey, you're doing this to me. You need to stop. And you know I don't know exact words because I wasn't there with her as she was doing it, but she she brought it up in a Bible study, and I love Dave's response because uh, he basically said instead of spending all that time focused on the devil. Start praising the Lord. The enemy does not want to stick around and listen to you praise the Lord and give God glory. Instead, he wants you to, to, in a sense, give him glory by always focusing on him and, and telling him to stop. And, you know, when we get distracted by the enemy and just focus on him, we're not getting anywhere. But yeah. go Going back to that story, I told this lady, I said, when you spend all night rebuking the devil instead of getting sleep, who's getting all the attention? The devil. Because that's what he wants. He wants attention. Like our puppy, like a toddler. He wants our attention, okay? I said, I said how's that working for you? Spending all night once a month, rejecting the devil, and so you, didn't get all, you don't get any sleep that night, and so you're tired all week long. I said... Why, why would it happen if you just, instead of resisting the devil and wrestling with him, 
uh, all night long that you just start worshiping God. Give God the glory. Give God the attention. And she did that. She tried that. And she said she'd never had another episode ever again. And, you know, we think we're spiritual because we're wrestling with the devil. That's not, not spiritual. Spiritual is being resistant to the devil and people flee. And not never having to do that ever again, at least in that environment, in that situation, in that context. If it keeps happening every month on a periodic basis, you know, something needs to change because the devil's getting all the attention. To stop giving the devil attention and start giving God your, your attention. And the devil will flee. And that verse in James says, submit to God and resist the devil. It doesn't say resist the devil and he will flee. It says submit to God and the devil will flee. So somewhere along the line, a lot of us are forgetting that God's word says submit to God. And when we submit to God, it's basically saying, God, your word is true. <laughs> And the devil is a liar. God, your word says that I'm an overcomer. God, your word says that I am healed. God, your word says I'm forgiven. God, your word says that I am not to, to have guilt and shame written all over me because of what I've done or my past. Your word says I'm washed clean by, by your word. Your Son, who is Christ, who is the 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 husband, the groom of the body of Christ, has washed his bride with the water of his word. He himself has cleansed us and made us righteous. The the the, the devil saying all these lies and spewing forth filth. Why are we believing him when God's word? tells us otherwise. Hey, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's see if we have a little more time here. Yeah, we're good. Let's read uh, two, signs of, two sides of the coin. God told you to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many Christians know that it's the devil trying to destroy their life today. He's trying to kill you with sickness and disease or he's stealing your prosperity from you. You know what's happening isn't God's will, but you're praying, Oh, Lord, please solve this. Please do something. You aren't taking your authority. If you're dealing with demonic opposition against you, then you have to step up to the plate, take the authority God has given you, and command the devil to flee. There are two sides to this coin, submitting to God and resisting the devil. You can't just go around binding and rebuking anything you want. Some people take James 4, 7 the wrong way and think things like, it's the devil who gave me this spouse and I want a new one. So I'm taking authority and commanding my new spouse to come along and to get this one out of the way. That's not going to happen because God didn't give you that kind of power and authority. Taking your current spouse out of the way through divorce so you can marry another isn't his will. You must submit yourself to God and resist the devil and then he'll flee from you. These truths concerning authority will only work for you when you've submitted to God. When, you're, when you are seeking Him with your whole heart and you perceive the devil hindering you, then you can take your authority and command these things to change. If you're just upset because someone cut in front of you in traffic and you say, I hope they have a wreck down the road, that isn't going to come to pass. God didn't give you authority to curse people like that. You aren't submitted to Him when you do that. But when you're submitted to God, then you can resist the devil, actively fight against him, and he will flee from you. When I was still in a denominational church, my friends and I stumbled into casting out demons. We saw a woman who normally would have been put into a mental hospital for the rest of her life set free. We knew her problem wasn't physical or natural, but demonic. We also knew that the authorities wouldn't understand, so we locked her in a room for seven days and took shifts ministering to her. We'd praise God, sing so songs about the blood of Jesus, and read scripture. We didn't know what we were doing, but we literally just beat the devil out of this woman, not with our hands, but by singing about the blood and speaking against the devil. We just stayed in there until we saw this woman delivered of demons. 
once word got out how she had been restored to her right mind, people started coming to us from all over. There's a lot I can pick you back on what Andrew's saying here. Um, but, you know, if you don't know what authority you have, you can't just start rebuking this and rebuking that. If you're not grounded in the principles of God's word, you know, you can take this resist the devil too far and go in a direction and get into some weird doctrine and theology and whatnot. You know, for example, and he gave a couple of examples here, but one of them is, you know, if you don't like your spouse and you're playing it and you're saying, well, God gave, the devil gave you the spouse, so I'm praying that this, God removed the spouse and give me another one. That, you know, that tells me you, you don't, you are not grounded in the word of God because that is not true. Okay. And so, um, and there's other things, you know, you, you, we can't just start rebuking people. And, no, it doesn't say resist people and they will flee from you. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay, so we, we, we need to be grounded. See, see, that's why we spent a lot of time, in the, we're in chapter 17, we spent a lot of time in the previous chapters establishing what authority is, what the gospel is, what the word of God is. If you don't have a good foundation, now that's why you, you need sometimes a good pastor. You need good teachers. You need to be discipled in God's Word. You need to know what authority you have and what authority you don't have. You know, God's not going to have you do something uh, to that is totally contrary to God's Word. But I will tell you this. If you are going to a good church who is preaching the Word, and you are spending time with God and His Word, and you are spending time with God in prayer and praying in the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be asking wrong things. You're not going to be doing wrong things. You're going to be grounded in the Word of God, and you are going to be doing just fine. But if you are not grounded in the Word of God, you're not going to a good Bible-teaching church. Uh, there's a lot of well-meaning churches out there, but they're not well and I'm not trying to bash anybody but I'm just saying there's a bunch of junk out there and so uh, if you're not in a good church then you know you, you, there's some people when we talk about this type of stuff they're all over the map with this because they are just just wacko in their, in their belief system and so therefore when they get to this resisting the devil part they're just they just get weird it becomes hocus pocus and it does not it, not, it does not become the authority that God's given us. And so we, we can get some weirdness. You know, these two concerning authority will only work for you when you are submitted to God. That's something we keep teaching over to God. Over. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. If you're not submitted to the word of God, these truths that we're teaching in this chapter will not work for you. Okay? And they can actually backfire on you. Okay? And you know, the... Please hear, hear me. I'm, I'm not getting on anyone's case. We've also, in the church, have been taught that anything bad or not working right is of the devil. We, we need to, like Dave said, be grounded in the Word of God and listen to the Holy Spirit. We have run into some really silly things people say like they're this is probably the silliest one that I've heard recently uh, my phone storage is too full it, it's it's the enemy messing with my phone well this person took a lot of pictures took uh, downloaded a lot of videos and things so yes the storage was full they also and this isn't to be mean they're not a, 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 a techie person so anything not easy with their phone, how to use, they blamed it on the devil. Well, if we don't understand how something works or we've take, taken too many pictures, that's not... The devil has nothing to the, do with it. The devil has nothing to do with it. Uh, if we work ourselves too hard and we get tired and sick, the devil's not doing that to us. That's us not being wise with our time or not taking care of ourselves. Taking care of ourselves. Yes, the, the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. 
we're, we're not, God's word does say that, yes, but not everything is of the devil. You know, Andrew shared in one of his, his books, I forget which one, but he shared the testimony of, I think it was in a two or three week period, he preached like 80 times or 100 times, and he came home and he had like an issue with the house, so he um, did something foolish and, and worked even though he was really tired, and he got sick. Uh, this was years ago, and it was because of his own stupidity. He was too tired. He worked too hard. He should not have overexerted himself. That wasn't the enemy. Sometimes we do make stupid choices. Again, if Dave or I ever sound like we're, we're correcting, we're pointing the fingers back at ourselves, not just whoever is, is listening. We've been there, done that. We've done stupid things. It's not always the enemy. It's sometimes it's our own stupid choices that uh, mess up our, our day or whatever. Just like when someone is sick, sometimes, yes, is, is the spirit of sickness on that person. But it's not always the spirit of this, the spirit of that that is coming against them. It's not always the devil. The devil is one. He is not like God. He's not uh, omnipresent. He's not everywhere. He can only be in one place at a time. He doesn't have the power and authority that a lot of us have, have ascribed to him. Yes, he's a real enemy. Yes, the Bible tells us to fight against him. He's not... Uh, the enemy isn't people, like Dave said. He, he quoted, uh, oh, I'm not looking at the, the Bible. Uh, I want to say it's in Philippians or Ephesians. Ephesians, excuse me, that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people. We fight against principalities and powers. Speaking of, you know, demons and the, and the devil. But when we're in the Word of God, when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, we can discern what it is that's coming against us. Is it our own wrong choices? Is it really truly the devil? Is it just the devil influencing someone else? It could be a myriad of things. But we have the word of God. We have the Lord himself who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And we need to ascribe to him the glory and honor. He is the one we're to focus on. He gives us uh, spiritual weapons. He's given us his word. He's, he's teaching us through different ministers like Andrew how to, to resist him and to be victorious in life like, like what God says we are. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just a thought to, to put out there to really think things through. That it's not always Satan. You know, it, it says that he's a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. You know, if, if you, if I've heard this uh, about someone who, who studied or learned about lions, when they're they're in a pack and when they're going out to go get food for dinner they they have a, a way of cornering their prey and how they do that they take the weakest oldest lion who maybe can't fight but can roar they'll have them be sound really loud and scary to chase them in a certain direction so that the strong ones can, can attack the, the weak prey and, and, and get it. And it doesn't say that Satan is big and strong and he's, he's going to devour you. He's like a roaring lion. And, you know, in the movies or, or pictures or videos of we see, we see the majestic lion, the, the king of beasts, uh, you know, the... The leader of the, the pack, just all beautiful and strong and healthy, and they might roar and whatever, but when 
when they're attacking, it's the, the weakest one doing the roaring, so the others, the strong young ones, can can go after their prey. And Satan, honestly, Satan is loud, but he's kind of, uh, what's the expression? Uh, all bark and no bite. I mean, he's he's he doesn't have the power over Jesus. Jesus already conquered him. Awesome. Well, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you for joining us tonight. We will pick this up in Middles chapter 17 next week. Uh, like I said, we have our teaching series on Sunday morning. Uh, I'm talking about uh, right now our eternal redemption. Uh, and so uh, that title is called The Essence of Redemption. Next week I'm going to be talking about uh, last two weeks I've talked about how we need to be identified with his death and identified with his resurrection. This Sunday I'm going to be talking about how we need to identify with the fact that we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we'll talk about more about that on Sunday. And then I'm going to be going to a teaching series on our salvation. We have such a great salvation. Excuse me. We have such a great salvation. And then I'm going to be talking about our covenant relationship we have with God in his blood. And so, anyway, uh, a lot of good stuff coming up here in our teaching series. And then we're going to keep doing with our, on Sunday night, our Bible study that we use authority. We're in chapter 17 still. We'll pick it up there next week and perhaps get into chapter 18. Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.